honeymoon on the big island of hawaii i'm schmitty and this is talking schmidt i've been listening to a lot of the podcast smartless with will arnett sean hayes and uh jason bateman while i was gone so i'm going to try and introduce my next guest in their fashion my next guest is a goofy footed skater from down under in australia my next guest first Instagram photo ever is a photo of her and Tony Hawk. My next guest has loads of trampoline skills and may try and bring the board shorts trend back for 2022. She is a Scorpio who has had the booster and also had the COVID. And although she is a former Olympian, you might know her better for her undercut or Mohawk haircuts. Writing for Nike SB, this is Haley Wilson, kids. <laughs> A few things real quick before we get into this. I'm sure I'll be talking with my guests in the future about my Hawaii trip, but let me re just reassure you, Hawaii seems to always be the answer for me. We had such an amazing time and turned the relax all the way up to 11. Although we did make it to the tallest island mountain in the world at 14,000 feet elevation. Needless to say, I'm back. So thanks for being patient with the spotty beginning of episode production in 2022 so far. But from here out, we should be rolling. Stoked to get you this one with Haley and follow it up with our 150th episode. Any guesses who it's going to be? Hint. He was born to front side grind and his video part you would rewind. Also, we have a winner for a brand new Slave Skateboards War Pig deck. Danny DeCola has chosen off the Instagrammers. Harvest of Sorrow, 1987. That's you, Dalton of Phoenix, Arizona. DM me your address and I'll send it out with a t-shirt. Make sure you include your shirt size. Thanks to all of you that played. We should have another giveaway soon. Maybe a derby jacket. Hell yeah. I've been reading this Matthew McConaughey book on my trip. The name Green Light. All right. All right. Let's go. Oh, one other thing. Congratulations to you, Rye Bears. Fucking sick 
homies video. Did you guys all see it? Watch it again and again. Pedro Delfino, Ronnie Sandoval, Kirby, Evan Smith, Rainey, the whole cast from beginning to end. The video was really sick. Stoked for you, Ryan. I know how much you put into it. And maybe if the uh, Texas gods do the right war dance, we might be able to get Rye Barras on the program. Just like, ah! he's been known to be on uh, some other internet skateboarding programs. She was tight. All right, kids. Uh, every time someone asks me to do like an intro or something, I always like fuck it up somehow. Ham it up. Give it your thickest Australian accent. Do whatever you want. It's fine. This is Haley Wilson and you're listening to Talking Schmidt. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, you got it! Holy cannoli! It's cool, like tonight is the night. <laughs> yeah! Our big dog's in. Do we really want to be here? Oh, everything's changed. We on? Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. Talking Schmidt, dude! <laughs> You're gonna come out different. <laughs> shit my pants, man. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. Holy shit. It's not the one. The one. The one. Who is this guy? He thinks he's tough shit. What's up? Come on, Schmitty. What the fuck? Tell the skateboard police to come get me. What is happening? All right, good day, mates. We're zooming around COVID pandemonia as the pandemic has reached new heights via satellite to an Airbnb way down under in Australia. The ladies are in lockdown quarantining. So what a perfect time it is to talk some Schmidt. Today, we got the one and only Haley Wilson. How are you feeling? Are you computer illiterate? Do you have to have your friend Poppy help you out? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now, we're in isolation. We got COVID. You know, you know what I just saw when you called? <laughs> what? You think your name's Greg? <laughs> I know. Nobody knows that. <laughs> Greg Smith. Yeah. Greggy. That's I, so good. It's actually Gregory. Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> Gregory Smith. Hey, but don't 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 laugh because you got three names, Poppy Olsen star. I've actually got four. Oh. I've actually got four. What's the other one? What's Poppy Star Clarabelle Olsen. Oh, Clarabelle, dear. Clarabelle. It's my two grandma's names. Oh. How did you guys get sick at uh how did you on a trip? Yeah, we were in like a like a camp, um, and we we all got COVID. I was the starter of it. Haley Haley started it, and then she spat on my face, and I got it. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. I, I got all, it. There's five of us that have got it in this household. Damn. So what do you do? Like ten days, seven days, seven days. We've just got. I just looked in our fridge. I kid you not, there's like 40 cruises in there. <laughs> there's so there's many so drinks. <laughs> post, post Olympic camp things. Where are you? We're in Queensland. Uh, okay, sweet. Mm. Yeah. I was in Queensland when I called you, actually. Yeah, I think so was Shanae. Oh. It's a, it's just the common place that we need to talk to you. you you're you're the fourth Australian. To come on to the podcast. Oh, the third, th- the third female. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Dolan being the only male. But, oh, Dustin. But Chima, Chima's coming on soon, too. I talked to him. 
I like it. Ooh. It's crazy. Like, what time is it right there? Are you guys just waking up? No, no. it's 11 o'clock. In the morning? 11, yeah. Okay. We, we just had breakfast. We just cooked up a storm. Some Vegemite? Nah, yeah. some scrambled eggs and avo on toast. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, cool. Do you want to join us or are you going to let us be? No, I'm going to let you do your thing. I just want to say hi. Hey, good to see you, Poppy. I hope you feel okay. Yeah, I'm all good. Love you, Schmitty. Talk to you later. <laughs> For sure. Same. What's up? Just chilling. Yeah, I just had uh, the same thing. I got it New Year's Eve. Oh, on New Year's Eve. It sucked. It was just, it was just ruined everything. I was supposed to go to my friend's memorial. I couldn't go to that. And then we had to postpone our honeymoon again. Oh, <laughs> so, shit. Yeah. Oh, God. So it wasn't yeah. so bad, except for like, do you get like weird head shit? Like, is it like fog or whatever? Yeah, I'm true. I'm, I've got the booster, so I didn't get too bad. I was sick for probably like a day or two. And then I was kind of fine after that. Like, I feel fine now, but everyone else is kind of still going through it, except Poppy. Poppy's mm. kind of leveled out. Is Poppy vaccinated? Yeah, she's uh, she's boosted as well. Okay, so, good. You can still get it when you boost it. It's just like the side effects aren't as bad. Not as bad, right? Okay. We were in a, like the shittest Airbnb, um, like for the last three days. So we moved into a new Airbnb. Like we had to get like transported in this like bus, like COVID bus and stuff. Like, um, but we got pretty much got kicked out of our last Airbnb. They were like, didn't believe us. We had COVID. They were pretty much saying that they were lying. Like we're, saying that we're, we're faking COVID positive. And I'm like, why would we want to fake this? And I'm like, so confused. Um, Don't you have so, the test result to show them? Yeah, we showed them. They're like, that's not positive. That's negative. And um, they were like, full, like getting up in our face. I was like, well, cool. If you don't want to believe us, that's fine by me. And then I got I like the PCR results. So that was on my like the rapid antigen, like the, the um, test at home. Mm -hmm. um and i got the like the actual test where you go to like the stations um and like i got that back and we told the the like the host and stuff like that and they're like oh my god is she okay and i'm like what are you being serious like we're we literally had all of us have covid and you did not believe one of us so ridiculous so we had to move but we're in like this like real ball ass airbnb now um Mm. we got a pool our own pool and stuff like that which is good could be worse. Yeah. Are you, uh, exactly. has anybody lost their sense of smell or taste? Uh, I lost my sense of taste for a bit, but it's back now. Like lost it for like a day and then it came back. It's so weird. Hmm. I had, uh, I got it New Year's Eve and I had it for like 10 days where it was like, I was kind of like just in the house, whatever, but I never lost the taste or smell. So I was stoked on that. Yeah, do you guys, in, in the stage, do you guys have to quarantine for 10 days or 14? That's what everything about COVID is no one knows. It's just like yeah. if, if you ask four people, you get four different answers. It's like insane. Yeah. I was like, is it five days or 10 days? And you could find either one on online. It could say five or 10, depending where you went. So I just stayed for 10 days just to be safe. But then it yeah. said something about like you will test positive 90 days after, even if you don't have it. So what the fuck is that? I know. It's so weird. How I don't know how like you get that. on a plane and shit. Yeah, I don't know. The, the rules in Australia are super weird. Like some states are seven days, some states are 10 days. And then like 
WA, like I've locked everyone out of the country. Like pretty much no one can go to WA. Like you have to quarantine for 14 days and it's like impossible to get in. So like that's why they're like so gnarly over there. We've kind of just started living with it like you guys did, but just a little later. Mm. Well, what what was it like being Haley Wilson as a little kid? Like, what were your parents like? Did they get you into skating or into sports? What, what, how'd this whole thing start for you? Um, so it pretty much started when I was six. Like, me and my brother um, were being really annoying. We we're out shopping with mom and dad, like, um, at the, like this thing called the Reject Shop, where it's like a two dollar shop. Like, it's got really cheap stuff, like a like a shittier version of Target or something. Um, and we went, we went there and we we're shopping for mom's birthday and we we're being really annoying. So mom and dad gave us like $10 each. Um, and my brother was like, as a joke, oh, you should just get a skateboard. And I was like, all right. And then I did. And I like literally never, never got off it and like loved it ever since. It was like the weird, I, like no one in my family skated. I'd never seen skating before. I just like tore it and I like, it was like this big. It was literally like the smallest board, like the size of like a shoe, like a. Was it plastic or wood? No, it was like, it was so bad. It was so small and bad. Um, Uh. And I literally, I just never got off it. And then mum got me and dad got me one for my birthday, like a few months later. Um, And then like a proper one. I I wasn't really proper, but like, I guess world industries back then, like when I, in like 2006 was like somewhat like still, still like there uh-huh. um and i had a world industries board um and then i just never stopped from there i just went to the skate park every day just didn't stop what do you think it was that that drew you to it that you were so in love with it um i honestly like couldn't tell you what it was i just loved it instantly i just like um like just the feeling of being on a board like made me so happy and like i wasn't i before i started skating i wasn't a super girly girl like i never played with Barbies or I never did that, like that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's what like I was um, attracted to the most is because I think I always knew I wasn't really the girliest of girls. Like I cut my hair really short, um, like really young. Like I, I had a mohawk in grade three. I'd go to school with a mohawk and it would uh. be like, everyone was looking at me like, what the hell? Like the biggest tomboy. But um like I just loved skating. It was like huh. the I like grew I grew on I, I, I attached to it so quickly. Right, and did you? Uh, I heard that you were kind of more like in the beginning. It was more uh, skate parks in transition. Is that right? Yeah, I used to skate vert. Like I used to. That's how I met Poppy. Um, when I I was like skating like transition and stuff like that, and um, and vert then. Dog. I know I used to, but there was no vert around like near me. I lived like two hours um, northeast from Melbourne. So I lived like in the country, like in the snow country. I lived like on the bottom, bottom of a mountain. Um, no, like half vibes around there. So like, I didn't really like get to stick to it because like there was nothing to like learn on. I would have to travel like two and a half hours and that was a bit hard. Um, but, and then I started skating street when I was like 13. So like, I haven't been skating street for that long. I've been, Probably only seven years now, hmm. which isn't a long time. What were some of your big moves on the vert ramp? I was I, I was trying fives for so long, and then really? like yeah, and then like um just I don't know what I don't know why I stopped. I think it was just I think I just got I just wasn't near one, so like I just never really like stuck to it. But I could do like 
backside airs and like um like nothing major like just pretty like basic stuff but i was only like eight or something so nothing like would you go what, what poppy was doing would you go backside mostly or frontside or like <laughs> what, was, what was easier for you uh backside i could backside. never do frontside tricks they always like i could never do them it was so weird huh could you do like yeah. a back lip Nah, no, nah, I couldn't. I literally couldn't do like I wasn't like crazy good on vert. <laughs> I could just, yeah. I just skate. I just loved it. Like I was never afraid of heights. Um, okay, I, could, I would just drop. Just want to do the biggest things. Um, like jump the biggest stairs or something or something like that. And then when I turned like fifteen, everything changed. <laughs> like I was scared of that stuff, so I can't. I couldn't do it anymore. Well, I saw you were you did a, you were going for like a nine hundred corker on a trampoline or something. Oh yeah, when I was younger, yeah. yeah. Well, I used to be a snowboarder. I was training to um to do snowboarding for ages and then I had to choose between if I wanted to go for skating or for snowboarding. Like I had to choose when I was like 14, 15 which oh. path I wanted to take. Um but I chose skating cuz I love summer. Oh. Love the heat. Yeah. How come you had to choose? Uh it's got it was just too like hard like cuz when you snowboard, I obviously have to chase the winter. Um, which when you chase the winter, like there's not usually any parks. Like if you go to the States, like if you go to Woodward, like there's the indoor ones and stuff, but mm. in Australia, like it's just like, it just doesn't work. It like doesn't work as well as like skating. You get to do it all year round. Okay. Do you still snowboard once in a while for fun? Mm, no, nah, I haven't snowboarded for ages. It's so expensive. Like yeah, I used, I used to do school up on a mountain and snowboard in the morning and then um, school in the afternoon. It was right. so good. Um, but like since since then, like I haven't done it for probably like six years, four six years. Yeah. Uh, what what was your schooling situation? Did you finish school? Did you graduate high school? No, nah, I left in uh, the end of year ten. So. It was like a real weird like time. Like it was between like if I was to finish school, if the Olympics happened um, in 2020, I would have been finishing school that year or like the year before. So just the timing of it just didn't work. Like I could not have, I'm not the smartest person anyway. So there was no chance I was ever going to be able to like do two at once. Like the training Uh was way too intense. So it was just like, it's just like figuring that out. And then I, at the end of year 10, I was like to mom and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And they're like, yeah, like, well, like you can always go back to school, but this opportunity doesn't come like all the time. Like you never get that opportunity like over and over. Like I, if I didn't go to this Olympics, I might not have been out of like being in the process of the next one. So it's just like f- sacrificing things. Right. You've kind of, grown up in a, a real interesting time to be a female skateboarder when you first started it probably was not as popular as it is now uh could you talk a little bit about like what what was it like dealing with like guys at the skate park and stuff when and you're probably one of if not the only girl there are you getting harsh treatment are you getting accepted like what what's it like um, it was pretty chill because where I was from, there was like a town of like four or five thousand people. Like it was tiny. Um, the skate park was terrible. Like it was just yeah. I can't even explain how shit it was. But the boys there were so supportive. Like I've never like if I didn't have that, I feel like I would have been so afraid of like 
skating. Like a lot of girls are afraid of like getting into it because of how like sometimes guys can be. Um, definitely back then, maybe not so much now because there's so many girls involved. But um, right. I had the I like I had the most supportive guys around. Like they would be like like um trying to like get me to drop in and stuff like that. And it, like I, I've never experienced that before. Um, or like I've seen it before, but I'd like, I'd never experienced it. So to experience it was like really good, like really good experience to like go through when you're younger. Like if you didn't, don't have that, it's like hard to grow up. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, doing anything new in general is difficult. Like I found myself being the age that I am and I'm going surfing for the first time and, and you're feeling like that young kook that's insecure and like, uh, I'm not yeah. good at this and all those feelings. But then to have that gender issue as well, that it's a predominant sport for males, I could understand that it could be even more like frightening and, and, and you need everything is about first impression. Like when you get that first yay or nay, that can live with you for a while. Yeah, exactly. And if I feel like if I didn't have like the support from those dudes, like I just feel like my journey could have been a lot different and like my confidence could have been a lot different. So to have that, I'm like so grateful for those guys. Like I think it was maybe like two or three of them I stuck really close with when up between the ages of like seven to like 11 and then they like left school. Like they were um, finishing school and kind of leaving the town. So kind of I was by myself for pretty much – I don't know, four or five years, like just skating by myself because no ever there was no other skaters that skated there. Like the skate park was empty every time I would go there. So it's just like different experience. Do you remember becoming aware that there's like people that do this for a living and really good? Like, do you remember where it went from? Like, you're just skating, not worried about any of that to like, I know who Tony Hawk is or I know like Jake Duncombe or like whatever. Yeah, um, well, I thought, like, it's such a typical thing um, for a female to say, but I th- honestly thought I was the only girl that ever skated because I never saw a female skater until, like, I was probably maybe up 10 or, like, 11. Um, and that I started when I was six, so four years, and I thought I was, like, the only girl. And then I went to a competition. Yeah, I think I was, like, I think I was, like, 10. I think I was 10, uh, and I saw the first girl. I was, like, whoa. Like I thought I was the only one and I was like tripping out. I was like, that's so cool. And like, um, it's crazy to the feeling when you see like that first girl and then you, and then I started seeing like um, things on YouTube, like Alyssa and Leticia Buffoni and like uh, Marissa Dal Santo. And then I just constantly watch videos of them and like what they were doing and trying to learn off them. And like, it was like a wild experience. Oh, wow. Did you, uh, so that's interesting because Amelia said the same thing that she thought kind of she was the only girl and then went to a contest and there were some other girls. Do you think in some weird way that you maybe were drawn to wanting to do it more because you felt like you were like the only one doing it and like it was like a little more like rebellious or something as a kid feeling those vibes or? I don't know I feel like it's just I just loved the sport so much and like it just like it I feel like it just gave you a feeling of nothing else like I wasn't I didn't do it because like there was no other girls or I didn't do it because like there's dudes I just did it like for myself and like um I just loved it so much like it's I would 
I wouldn't like hang out with friends after school. I'd go to the skate park on weekends. I'd go to the skate park. Like I was like, like every other probably um, person, like the biggest skate rat. Like I just loved going to the, like to the park. Uh, I would sometimes in like year seven and year eight, I would go to the skate park before school, like I know ah. it's seven o'clock and just like skate and then go to school. And then as soon as school finished, go back down to the park. And it's just like, I, like, I don't think I could do that now. Like my body is so different. Like I'm a bit older. Like um, I like to be able to wake up a little bit more. Right. Um, but <laughs> when I was a little kid, like younger, I could definitely do that. What was like some of the early things when you went from skating the parks and uh, vert to like kind of starting to skate street more? What were some of the early things like doing your first kickflip or like what was like monumental, like, oh my God, like taking it to another level early yeah, on? Yeah, um, I was I, like, I was doing kickflips and stuff when I was like still skating vert. Huh. Did you do a <laughs> kickflip on vert? Nah. Oh, I was trying, I think I was trying kickflip indies for a bit, but I don't think I ever got one. Yeah. Um, but like I was doing kickflips and like all like flat ground stuff when I was younger, but I just oh. never like went and skated street. Um, but when I like was trying to learn my first kickflip, I was like looking up on YouTube, like how to do kickflip and like watch it every night. I remember I would be um like almost dinner time and I'm like looking at these videos and then I'd go outside and like put my board on a crack and then try to <laughs> kickflips and like it was so like stupid in my head at the time that I was like that I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't like watch those videos and if I didn't constantly do it like over and over and over again so like it's just like the process of it like I just love the process of skating like mm. somehow you don't know how to do a trick and then you learn it and then you you'll be able to do it so consistently it's like crazy how like your mind works like that and your body that's what I love about the sport is that you can learn so many tricks. Like that it's not just like swimming in a pool, you're swimming up and down. You just see a black line forever. Um, we get to learn like thousands of tricks if we wanted. If you could tell yourself, if you could go back and tell yourself the key to a kickflip, would, would you have been able to do it quicker now that you know how to do it? Is, is there some advice you would give to your younger self? Um, no, I, Honestly, I don't even think I would. I think just going through the process, it's like I'm it's like learning switch flips. Like when you when you um start doing kick flips and then you go into doing switch flips, it's pretty much learning it again. I just love the process of it. Getting mm. frustrated, getting like um getting like close but not making it. Yeah, like kicking down instead of kicking out. Like I just love that process. Yeah, it's it's super weird. Like some other things are definitely tell myself differently but sometimes I wish I could like go back and then learn a bit different in some other aspects of like like I didn't enjoy skating for probably like three or four years of my life in that Olympic period it's so much pressure mm. so it's just like I, I've loved it I started loving it again like learning heaps of tricks like that I want to learn not because like what's going to win me a competition. It's because like, I want to learn this and I want to go take this to the streets and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Do you remember your first Instagram photo? Oh, no, nah, I can't remember. Probably something cringy. It's, it's a young you with a Tony Hawk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no, I don't yeah. That was, Oh, that was so long ago. Um, it was at the, 
that we have this thing. I don't know if you guys have it in the states called the Grand Prix, where it's like a race car. It's like a racing, like some car racing um, competition. I don't even. Oh I don't yeah, that Tony Hawk does that, right? It's in Europe. Yeah, I like, think. Yeah, yeah. So we we have one of those in, in Australia in Melbourne, um, and they built a half pipe and they did like a Tony Hawk and friends. And like Tony Hawk was there, and like a few other like pro skaters were there, and like I was literally like in shock. I was like, I, I can't believe um, that like I'm seeing Tony Hawk in real life. I think I, I literally almost like passed out. I was so excited. Um, <laughs> but like Poppy was there, and a few of my other friends were there, and like there was like a competition, um, and like I don't know. I think I came like third or something. I don't even know what I came, but like. Um, I think I literally just did backside airs. It was, I, lit- I didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't even know what I was doing and, like, everyone else was doing, like, real hard tricks. When did you meet Poppy? It would be almost 10 years ago now, probably 10 or 11 years ago. Did you meet Wait, at a skate park? Well, did you guys meet through skateboarding? Yeah, we, I met her at, a, like, this, like, um, camp in, in Sydney called Monster Camp where it's, like, a skate camp that all these people come and you escaped for the week and we met there. I think she was just there for the day though. But we met some, like something like that. And like, well, I wasn't friends with her for probably like four or five more years though. Like I, I knew her, but we weren't friends. Like we weren't close or anything. <coughs> oh my last, God, I hate having COVID. Last oh. time I, I talked to her, she got into like a serious fender bender, right? She got in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Is everybody really okay? Actually. Yeah. She's, she's all right now. I think. I think there's still a few things like I think it's a bit traumatizing, but um, I think she's all right, like um, physically now, which is good. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's always scary when that stuff happens. I remember getting the call that she was in an accident. I was so scared for her. I was like, mm. I thought, I thought they were calling me to tell me that she like died. I was like, no, like please don't tell me that. Like I don't even want to hear that. Um, but I it's like she was okay and i was like okay thank the lord oh my goodness yeah i got an interesting little connection here so uh there's a girl in australia her name is maddie and she uh actually her family bought some merchandise from me and it was the first time that i sold anything to someone in australia and i asked her like hey you know as a as a gratitude i was like who would you like for me to try to get on the podcast and I could get some questions for you? And she said, you, um, oh, really? yeah, she said a long story short is her hometown is in a country, Victoria. You're invited on a road trip to meet for a workshop or something. Like she went yeah. to and, yeah, and, she, and yeah, have a lunch and skate is. a private indoor park or something. Yeah. So she was with this, um, like a skate camp, they do like holiday programs called Owl's Skate Co. Uh, um, and they came to Mansur and they asked me to like come, like help out with the lessons and stuff like that. And then they came and skated the indoor park that um, me and my par- parents like um, got built for, before the Olympics. Um, awesome. And I actually remember her. I know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Well, I got a few questions from them that I want to ask you. Okay. Yeah, of course. So here's Maddie asking the question. Who or what inspired you to start skateboarding? Oh, I mean, who inspired me to start skating? Like when I when I started was definitely like um, Tony Hawk and Guy Mariano. They're the two like 
yeah, two inspirations that I like loved as a kid and still do. And what inspired me was just how much fun you have on a board, like the amount of friends that I've made through pretty much all my friends are through skating, um, which is incredible. Like most of them are from um, overseas and then like a a bunch are from like Melbourne and um, all over Australia. So the amount of friends that I've made is like insane. What is currently a goal you look forward to completing in the future? Well, that's a good question. Um, My goal at the moment is to uh, finish, finish the video part that I'm filming for um, and shoot an interview and a cover for either, like shoot an interview and, and a cover for Slam and try get an interview in Thrasher as well. That'd be a good like little like end to the year. You got to come to the state. So <laughs> it, might, it might be a little easier if you're over here. Yeah, exactly. I want to try and make it over the States some, probably during your summer. Uh, mm-hmm. in like June, July, um, hopefully to get some filming done out there. Maddie's dad's question is, what's your next tattoo going to be? <laughs> you got some tattoos? Yeah, I got a few on my arm oh, and uh, like on my neck and stuff like that. Um, Do you got uh, um, anything as good as a can of peas? Um, nah, nothing can beat the can of peas. Nothing can beat that. Um, oh, what's my next tat? Oh, I don't know. Like I've got one. I'm gonna finish in the moment on my stomach. It's like of a, um, of a skull like coming out of. It looks like it's like coming out of my stomach with like a gun, and then like the smoke going up, which is sick. But I still got to get it finished. Um, it's pretty painful. That was like the most pain painful spot I've had yet, and I've had twenty two twenty two tattoos, oh. which is crazy. What's the longest you've been at one time getting work done? Uh, probably six hours when I got my elbow done. Oh, damn. Yeah. That six was, that hours. was a long. Yeah, I know. You go into I kind of a different state, right? Yeah. I always fall asleep in tattoos. It's really weird. Like, oh. um, except for the one on my stomach, that was something else. Um, but I always seem to be falling asleep in all my tattoos. It's super weird. So uh, not normal, probably. I've asked I've asked this question, I think, to almost everybody that I've had on the show from Australia. I've never been there. I know I'm mad at myself about it, too. Um, if I was to go there, where's where's the ultimate? Where's like where do I go? Do I go Sydney, Melbourne, Queen? Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne's the best. OK. No, I don't like you can't argue with that. I'm sure some people in this house maybe would <laughs> argue with that. Um <laughs> Nah, it's depending what you're going for. If you're going for skating, like, honestly, Melbourne and Sydney are, like, the best. Um, but if you're going – honestly, everywhere in Australia is so beautiful. If you've never been before, I feel like you'd be pretty, like, starstruck by anything. So, like, yeah, I wouldn't even suggest one place. Like, I've, I've been to WA once and it was, like, the best place. It was so nice. Um, but it's really depending on what you're going for. Have you ever been to the other side of Australia where uh... – the ACDC guys buried Bon Scott. It's Where's like, that? It's what's the other side of Sydney? Perth. It's West. Oh, I yes. Guess. W. Yeah. Western Australia. Yeah. Perth. Have you been there? I, I've only been I've only like landed at the airport and then I went to like a like a little small town in um called Esperance. It was so fun, like the bluest water and like yeah. kangaroos on the beach. It's so sick. Are you guys filming for anything right now? Or are you just kind of like skating and collecting stuff and then trying to figure out later? What are you doing? Um, 
I'm filming for like a um, PD part, so like a baker, a baker part, which is sick. Yeah, me and my friend Liv, which is actually she's in the other room. Um, she's filming for it as well. It's like a shared part. Oh, how cool! Are you friends with Dustin? <coughs> yeah, he rang me at six thirty the other morning, and I was like, I looked at my phone. And I was like, Dustin Dolan. Like he's calling you. Know, I was like, what the hell does he want? Like I didn't even answer. I literally picked it up and I put it back down. I was like, I'm going back to sleep. And then I hear message me. He's like, are you with like Jack O'Grady? I was like, no, it's 6.30 in the morning. Like there's no way I'm with Squish. Like uh, it was so funny. I couldn't even open my eyes. Like I was like, I couldn't, I was like, I'm not answering this. And yeah, I haven't seen Dustin. He's hey. the reason why I got on Baker, like on P- on PD, which is sick. At the Lewis Marnell um, memorials, yeah, it was the memorial was like I think it was like five or six years ago at um, Riverslide in Melbourne, and I was skating it, and he was like, yeah, "I'm pretty sure he was pretty drunk." He's like, "You should, you should put her on the team," and like, and like to Ben, and Ben was like, "Oh, all right, all right," and then he did, and like I like got on the team like or two weeks later or something, and then that's when it started because of Dustin, but like, huh. I don't even know how I got, I don't even know how I got on it. Um, what I was doing, I was just skating. And then he just like told Ben to put me on the team. And I was like, all right. I was so young. I was like 15, a bit clueless. Was that your first like sponsor? No, nah, I had a few, like I had um, this like shop called simply in um, Melbourne. It was like the really small like store. Um, I don't think that, run anymore and then i had this brand called folklore which is Mm. like a like an australian company and then i think it was and then i got on nike um i think 2000 into 2016 and then i got and then like ever since i got on nike that's when it kind of like snowboarded and snowballed into like other companies like um i was on indie for a bit uh, and then i got on baker um and then like after a year, I got on. Um, I like left indie and got on Thunder and Spitfire through Project, which was sick. So, what was it like getting on Nike? How did it all go down? Um, I would have been like fourteen. I was like that kid that would send a bunch of like I sent a little like skate edit. Yeah, like sponsor me tapes. Yeah, yeah. I sent a little edit to like all the shoe companies in Australia. I sent it, not all of them, but like. Globe, um, Globe, Nike, DC, um, Vans, like all that stuff. Well, maybe I didn't send it to Vans, but I sent it to like a bunch of um, companies that like I had like the contacts to, and they all said like, "Oh, now we like don't have any space for the team." And then Midzi at Nike was like, um, "Oh, how like we don't have like um, space in the team right now, um, but I'll have a look out for you for like." for the next year and like see what you see what you get up to and then like a year later he hits me back I think we like would you be down to like skate for Nike and I was like of course like I was so stoked and then that's how it started and then I started going on trips pretty early actually like within like a few months I was skating trips with him which is crazy like out of country Mm. or just no just Australia. Just, just like lo- yeah, just locally. We went up to Sydney, and sorry, oh my god, having COVID sucks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, we went up to Sydney. I would have been fifteen, 
And I don't think my parents knew like the ex- like what a trip was, like a skate trip was. But they were like, yeah, like you can just go on. And like Midzi was like to Jeff, like you've got to like look out for Haley. Like she's super young, which is a female. And he was like, yeah, yeah, no, I got it, I got it. And I was in a van with like I think that was like fifteen dudes, and I was the only girl. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like we were staying at like motels, um, like backpackers and like, it was so wild. They were just like running around in jumping in the pool and it was like winter and it was like freezing cold. And, like, they were all <laughs> like, I heard that I wasn't there. Like I went to bed at this time, but they're all doing like nudie runs and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is wild. I didn't, I didn't really know the extent of like what a skate trip was until like I went on one. Was it all just local Australians or was there anybody from the States? No, I was just like um, the Lo- locals, like, local. like Jack, like Squish and Noah. What's it like? So when does it change from kind of like the local to like more global? Is that when you start <laughs> filming for Gizmo? Yeah, so I did medley like the Nike um, Australia video. Right. And then I think it was two, when was the medley? I think it was like a year later, like six months later. Um, yeah, six months. Sorry, I can't. <coughs> oh, this sucks having COVID. I'm really sorry. No, you're good. Uh, no, that's 2018 when medley came out. And then I was in London for street league. That was my first street league I got invited to. Um, was that your first time out of the country? No, no, I've been what for holidays. I've been out of the country, and then I did like I've been to the states a few times and stuff like that. Um, but that was like my London was like my first um skate trip like out of the country. So is that where you see like some of your idols for the first time? Like is like uh, Letitia there or like I don't know. Oh, wait, no, that was actually, no, that was like my, no, I went to X Games before Street League. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think X Games in Minneapolis 2017 was the first trip. (coughs) I don't even know if I can speak right now. Yeah, X Games in Minneapolis was the first time I saw all my idols. And that's when I saw, like, everyone. I was freaking out. Or you did did you fan out fan out on anybody or were you keeping it cool? Who are the big guns that were there that you're like, oh shit, in person? Um, probably Letitia. She was like number one. Ah, uh, yeah, which was I never like I think that was the first time I saw her, and I like I'm like friends with her now, but like when I saw her, I was like freaking out for so long. I uh-huh. couldn't like I couldn't even speak to her. That's how how much. Do you deal with anxiety at all? Like, would you get like ner- nervous beyond belief around it? Or is it just like a. I like get so nervous. I just say st- stupid things. Like I would say something and then I'd be like, why did I say that? Like, I, do- I don't get anxious where I can't speak. I get like anxious where I say things that I sh- like, why did I say that? Like the first pro skater that like I ever saw, um, was Leo, like Leo Baker. When um, he came to Australia, um, when he was a, a female, like I competed against him at this like skate park called Waterloo. 
Oh my god, I actually can't speak right now. Is it right if I actually reschedule it? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I feel so bad, but I'm like every time like, I can't even speak. No, yeah, if you're having a hard time, let's do that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll just try to do it next week or something. Sounds good. Thanks. T- take care, everybody out there. All right, sounds good. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, later. Later. Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. And now, another first impression with Poppy Star Olson. I think the first time I met Haley. We were like skating. We went to this camp together. I remember like thinking we were so similar. We were just like these little skate rats with blonde hair. And um, we were both always goofing around and causing a ruckus. And one of the like first times I actually met her, I was too scared to drop in this vert ramp. And I remember <laughs> being so jealous because anyone that dropped it in got an ice cream. And Haley just went up there and hucked it and like almost died but she sent it and I remember being like mad at her because I couldn't do it and she got an ice cream and I'm down to your local shop ask Nerdwizard Skateboards or visit Nerdwizard.com for all your pondering needs tickety tack old dog New trick, too legit to quit. This is Frankie Hill here on Talking Schmidt. Good eye, mate. Hello, how are you? This is the second part of our interview. It's with Haley Wilson, who was sick with COVID last time we spoke. Let's see if she's feeling a little better today. Actually, I'm feeling better. I was sick as well, huh? Anyway, we're gonna fire up the Bobby and see if we can finish this one. <coughs> <laughs> on my game you good yeah yeah i just i started <laughs> laughing went down the wrong pipe yeah you feeling better yeah back home now which is good the vocal cords are back in full force yeah i got water <laughs> here just in case sweet i think where we left off was kind of like you had just been like getting with the global team and you you were saying you Leo maybe had come to Australia or something. It was the first time you had met Leo. Maybe is that right? Yeah. And then I think right after that, it was kind of like, (laughs) yeah. And then I couldn't speak. I was literally like, I could like for like half an hour after that, I was just coughing my guts up. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, that was hectic. I don't know what happened then. Yeah, I had the same thing probably a week. I think I was a week ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks so bad. Um, Yeah, should we just go from where we left off? Yeah, I think so. We went and changed our shirts, and then we took a little week hiatus, and now we're back. Um, I added a hat. I got a couple new stickers on my background. If you can guess them, I will send you a free deck. How about that? Uh, so we're doing a first two-parter and the first ever COVID post-COVID interview, and uh, Haley's back with us, and we're going to be talking about 
Leo coming into your life. I think it was about the first time you met Leo, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been. I think I was like 11, like real young. And I was like a contest rat. Like I just do contests like every weekend, just as many as I could really. And then I went to Sydney um, for this uh, Volcom comp called Wild in the Parks. And I didn't know Leo at the time. And obviously like he was lacy. So like I had no idea who he was. And then I was just skating around like super young um, and everyone's like freaking out that he's there. And I was like, oh, which friends? It was Le- um, Lacey at the time. So uh-huh. oh, I said, I was just like, which one's Lacey? And um, he was like right next to me. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> right. Like I had no idea because everyone was like freaking out and like I I just had no idea and like he was skating right there. I was just like, oh, my God, it's so embarrassing. I remember it so clearly as well. Um, and I ended up skating the contest um, the contest with him um, and coming third, which was sick because like I was like never – like I hadn't skated with anyone like professional before and uh-huh. I was pretty sick to like come third to him. Wow. So at that at that stage, were you at an age where it wasn't really even on your radar about like your peers or anything like you didn't know who anyone was yet? No, I was so clueless to everything. (laughs) Uh That's kind of better, though, except for when they're right next to you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's kind of embarrassing, but it is Uh what it is. Uh huh. I think we were talking about like you were getting flowed by Nike and it was kind of more of the Australian thing. And then you started getting more of a global presence. Was that kind of from that contest getting third and like or was that later? No, that was when I was 11. I didn't get on Nike until I was like 15, 16, 15, uh, I think. OK, Just before I was, 15. I was getting flowed by them and then I um, got invited to Street League London um, in 2018. Um, and then that's when all like the global star- um, stuff started. So I went on a trip with um, like the first Nike trip, like lo- like girls trip we ever did. Um, and like Letitia was there, Alyssa was there. And I like the, I obviously knew Alyssa, like I'd been freaking out over like meeting Alyssa for ages and I met her and I literally couldn't talk. Like <laughs> I, was, I literally was shaking for like three days straight. She's really yeah. mean, right? She, I heard she's like a really mean girl. No, she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're tight, we're tight friends. Yeah, no, she's the best. I mean, doesn't she live in San Fran? Yeah, yeah, San we Fran. kick it all the time. I was just kidding. Yeah. Is yeah. that so? Were you going on the trip knowing, like, oh shit, we're I'm gonna be on this trip with them? Um, no, I I like just done the contest, like I just done street league, and then. I got a call being like, do you want to go on this trip to Spain? I was like, all right. Like I had no idea um, what, like what it was for or anything. Cause like that was before that gizmo was like a thing, but like it wasn't like set in stone. That was like when all the gizmo stuff started. And that's when I started filming for it. So you went to, did you go on this trip and not even know who was going to be there? And then when you got there, you, you saw everyone. It was like almost a surprise. Um, I knew who was going, but like, I think it was more that I like, cause Alyssa was the only one I hadn't met before. Um, uh, oh no, that was the trip that Letitia wasn't on. She was injured, but, um, I'd met Letitia, like she was at street league and stuff like that. But like Leo was on it. Um, Alyssa was on it. Sarah Mule, Josie, like all like 
like the like the sickest people. Like I've never skated with like any of those guys before, and it was just like so sick. What was it like? Were you driving around and hitting street spots in a van? Like were you on like a regular trip over there, cruising and checking out spots? Yeah, we went. Uh, I think we went to Alicante and. Mm, I don't know if we went to Madrid, but we went to like a like a bunch of places, and it was like so fun. We were just like staying in hotels and like going street skating every day, just like an I, I guess a normal uh, skate trip. But like it was so fun. I never experienced it like that. Did uh, being with some of your like childhood idols did that like affect how you like? Was it hard for you to skate in front of them? Like, or were you excited to show them like what you got, or like what was the vibes? Um, like I, at the start I was like shaking. So like, it was like, you know, when you like got jelly legs, like when you hadn't skated for ages or something, it felt like that. Um, Uh. but like before, like after like those first couple days, it was kind of mellowed out and then I kind of got used to it. And then I was like, stop freaking out. Did you ever ask Alyssa a question that you wish you didn't ask her? Nah, I, I, I tried to like not say anything stupid because i'm good at that <laughs> that's what you were saying last time is like when you get nervous you'll say something and be like why did i say that yeah like that's how i was like just say just talk when you need to talk not when like don't just talk if like for the sake of it uh-huh talk about the gizmo um the whole experience filming that video is real big deal um jason hernandez one of the best in the biz he's a friend of mine um he's <laughs> a little more intense than just like your bro cam. That's for sure. Like what was some of the experiences that you had? What were some of the best and what was some of the worst or more stressful? Was there times where you had to go to a spot three or four times and get a trick or anything or like break it down a little bit? Um, I feel like every time with Jason was the best. He's just like the best hype man. Like, huh. he's such a good dude and like so nice and like real mellow. So he's not like, really intense and stuff like that. So you don't feel like, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but like I've always vibed with him and every trip we went on, we always like did what we needed to do. Like I stayed at his house, I think it was like three years ago, uh, four years ago now. Um, and stayed at his house for a week and we just went filming, um, like every day. Mm. Um, but probably the, the worst time was probably when we're not the worst time, like, between me and him, just the worst time is when our van got broken into in Spain oh. and, like, so lucky that none of the camera gear was in there. Like, we were literally right across the street and we didn't even know it happened. Um, that, like, that could have gone so many different ways, but, but luckily we weren't in the van and all the camera gear was yeah. still, was still, like, was with us because we were filming. Um, I think Leo was filming a line. Um, the best time... Oh, probably when we he came to Australia and we did like a like a bunch of things here. Like it was so fun. We um, it was when like when all the dudes came out, but it was like a gizmo trip as well. And we went to New Zealand and we did a trip in Australia, like in Melbourne. Oh, that's sick! And and like doing it in your hometown, like it's so fun. I just okay. had the best. I like that clip. I saw. Um... I think it's a curved bench and the camera is above and it's coming. Is that on a drone or something? It's like, it's an overview of you skating a bench on a wall and the camera comes down the wall and you're going around the, the corner. 
Oh yeah, that's in Melbourne. Um, at a, at a school in Fitzroy. That took forever. Like I had to redo that so many times that trick just because like there were so many different angles and like he's so like tech with that stuff. Like he's not just your casual like fisheye long lens. He's like drones and yeah, um, like, mounts the cameras like up above like he did for that shot. But I oh, think it's dope. Oh yeah, mixing up the angles is so important. Like you know, you always want to mix it up and check. And also film places that have been filmed a lot from a different perspective too. So it just look, you give it your, I mean, he's great at giving his signature stamp on it. Everything he does, the footage he filmed a Grant Taylor and debacle is like, I still, I can watch that for days. I love it. Yeah. So, he's an incredible filmer. Like, yeah, I wish that he was, I, I don't even know if he's still out anymore. Like I haven't seen him in ages and I haven't, I, I, do you know if he's still out? We did a thing together, um, like a commercial for um, like the Giants or something. And uh, I think he's doing more stuff like that, like commercial work and stuff. But I, I think, think he, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think he still gets out there and films skating just more, you know, pick and choose. Yeah. Like kind of like homie sessions, just yeah. when he feels. That's sick. Yeah. Those guys built all that cement, um, you know, the slappy curbs with like the escalator. And that's yeah. so fun down was, there. Yeah. I remember we went out when I was out there, we went out, um, we went out there for a bit and it's, I can't slap you to save my life. Like, <laughs> he, he was the one I could do slappies for about a week because he taught me how to do it. But then ever since after that, I could never do them again. Uh. What's your uh, favorite shoe? What do you what do you usually skate in? It used to be um, women's Bruins, but then they stopped making them. Like they, um, I don't think they even a thing anymore. So I couldn't skate them anymore. And then I went to Blazers, um, GT Blazers, and like they were my favorite shoe for ages. And then I started skating Dunks, and now I'm like can't go back. <laughs> oh, so you but- do Dunks? Yeah, I love dunks, but I, I still love GT. Like, I still love blazers. Like, they're so good. They're so comfy. Yeah, those are the ones I like. Um, do you get, like, the crazy dunks? Like, they have those crazy ones where they're collectibles? Yeah, like the Ben and Jerry ones. Like Ben and Jerry. Uh, Travis yeah. Scott, I think, were huge. Yeah, they, like, I would never skate them. Like, they're just, I feel like they're just too, co- like, it's such a collectible. It's like a thousand bucks or something. Like, yeah. it's crazy. There's some dunks that I've skated that have been, like, quite pricey, but, like, I kind of check how much they are before they sk- I skate them. Just then I'm like, like, obviously I'm not going to sell them. I'm not looking to sell them, but they're a nice shoe just to keep, like, just to have, like, on display or at home or something. 100%. Uh, so talk a little bit about the differences between being on a trip for like gizmo with all the girls you're in the van, it's the same trip, but then you're in New Zealand, maybe with dudes and it's, what's the similarities? What's I'm, I'm assuming maybe the music's different. Like is one, one van's lady Gaga, the other's metal or like what, what's going on? Yeah. The, a girl's trip to a guy's trip is completely different. Like you couldn't huh. get different. Um, like got, the girls' trips are like real mellow and like we're all just like chilling and we, we all like to get up like at our own pace and like go out for get some breakfast and 
and stuff like that. And then we'll go skating and then we'll come back. Like it's very mellow. Like we still get stuff done. Yeah. Um, but guys is like they wake up like either really late and then they go really late into the night um, and stuff like that. But at the trip that we were doing, it was more of a um, – not a commercial trip that wasn't like a designated skate trip. Like it was for, I think it was the, it was for the Janoski, his new like remake shoe. Mm. Um, like when he brought that out, like it was like skate trip, but like it was more like a chill, like, um, we we're just shooting stuff for that. Right. But so, well, so, so let's just say, um, the girls trip what was a song heavy in the rotation. I can't honestly, can't even remember, but it was definitely mellow music. Like, there's no rap music. It was like, I remember Leo playing a song all the time. I think it was called Blind, but I can't remember who it's by. Okay. Um, and then is that guy's mostly rap? Yeah, pretty much. I remember being on a trip with um like Ashad and Niger and um like all those dudes for when we, we did a tour, um like a, a skate park tour, um like a, all these demos and stuff like that. Um, and we we like went around Texas and Canada and stuff like that. And it was just like pretty much rap music, like, which was fine. I didn't mind. I was, I was the only girl until Nicole came on the trip for the last bit. But other than that, I was like the only female. Oh, wow. Uh, where haven't you been? Where's like a location that you haven't been that you really hope to get to someday? Probably Greece. I haven't been to Greece and yeah. it looks so gay as well. The spots look so fun. Something I ask everybody when they come on is what is the like gnarliest or craziest thing you've ever seen that you've been there for, like on a skateboard? There'd be quite a few because we've, we've done a few trips like contests and skate trips. I don't even. There's not one that stands out like fucking Nigel backflipped a 30 stair. So like, oh, you know. yeah, like we were just skating this. Um, Well, I wasn't skating. We, we just went to this school um, and it was like a 20 stair. Like it was like not not mellow at all. Like it was so gnarly. And uh, Nigel just front feebled it like within like four tries. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm man, I wish I could just 50 50 that like just in general. Um, and then like, I think the same, either the same day or like two days later or something, he 50, 50 to King's rail first try or like second try. And I was just like, like how <laughs> he doesn't waste um, any time. Nah, but it's pretty sick. Like watching, I loved watching Grant skate street. He just like skates around and just does what he does. And it's just so fun to watch. Just watching like a shot and and grant and yuto all skate together like it's just like you just sit you can just sit back and it's like a mini show <laughs> absolutely it's fucking all three of those guys are amazing um have you ever broken any bones yeah i um broke my filming for gizmo i broke my arm and filming for medley i smashed my front tooth out Oh, right. I think Sinead told me about that. Like you were doing a lip slide stuck or something. You went face forward or something. Yeah, no, I didn't even get on the rail. I like, you know, when you lip slide and like I just clipped on the way up and then oh. like like the rail wasn't high enough for me to like um, where you would say a foot. You would sack the rail like I didn't I didn't like I wasn't tall enough to do um don't know short enough to do that because it was so low. So I just went straight to the ground in my face, like that, like the concrete. That's all my face here was the concrete, just like 
no no nothing else <laughs> did that uh did that take some confidence away from you for a while oh 100 percent. like not so much anymore but for for probably like a year or two i couldn't like lip side rails without freaking like without freezing before like doing it mm. it, when you broke your arm did it have the snake did it go on nah it was it was more just like oh a little bit but it was more just like the bone was just like not out of the skin, but it was pretty like it was pretty fucked. Yeah. Like it wasn't okay. Like I landed under it landed under my like ribs, like under my chest, oh. and like but all impacts went to my wrist. My wife just did that last year. She had like the snakes. It it was so gnarly. Like in the ER, yeah. I'm looking at it, just going, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Whiskers. Injured us. We injure ourselves, but we hate looking at other people's injuries. Like, I can't look when someone like does something like it makes. I can't follow Hall of Meat because like it honestly freaks me out. Yeah, that's most. I think most people that watch that don't skate. Yeah, you would like. I could never like watch that and be chill with going out and skating. Yeah, like, let's go skate. <laughs> it's like the hmm. the opposite of. Oh, um, when did you meet Shanae? Have you guys been friends for a long time? Uh, yeah, probably like, well, we've known each other for probably almost 10 years. Like we skated a contest uh, like ages ago, um, but we weren't friends until probably five or six years ago. Um, but we just, we skate all together, um, together all the time now. Like I'm going skating with her after this, like I'm meeting up with her. Which oh, is okay. Say hi. Yeah, yeah, she's the best. Uh, she's got a few questions for you. Janae does. Yeah. Um, she told me to say hi to you. Yeah. She wants to know why your nickname is Casey Chambers. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> uh, you guys must have talked pretty recently. When did you talk to her, like, last week? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god we were skating this um skate park at um box hill like uh 40 minutes out of the city and she was like it's just like this fun box like a like a bump to bump kind of box and she was just like you should ollie it and i ollied it and i clearly made it like i didn't case it all and she just called me out she's like no nah, you cased it you cased it all this shit and then she just started calling me casey chambers <laughs> And then <laughs> we just started going like we just started like like naming all these names like um, oh, I can't even remember but she she just calls me out for the most random shit and then she won't forget it like my nickname for her is Hogwarts <laughs> Hogwarts yeah because I had a phone case and it said like my initials are HW so she started calling me Hogwarts and that and now she just calls me Hoggies for like. Eight, like years now like a year how many nicknames do you actually have do you have a bunch yeah i've got first nickname was scruffy because i never brushed my hair and then it was hay bales for ages and then some people call me hails i've got hailstorm i've got hogwarts i've got casey chambers there's a bunch of names mostly shanae yeah, dog. She's good with that, huh? What, uh, true or false, you have a superstition about wearing the same color socks? <laughs> no, my superstition before that was wearing different colored socks. It had to be odd. Yeah, um, they... but yeah so different. I, I had a, I, ha I used to have a superstition 
that I used to have to wear odd socks. Where does that come from? I have no idea. I think I just like skated with odd socks one day and I had like the best skate. And then like ever since then, like I had to do it. And I was like, I had to do it for years. And now I've kind of just like, I've mellowed out and like don't do it anymore. She also wanted to know if you're ever thinking about bringing back wearing board shorts. Oh, I'm never going to live the my board short tie-dye. Backflips like, off a jetty. And, were you wakeboarding or what was going on? Oh, my God. Yeah, we we went lime swimming on a few weeks back um, with me and my girlfriend and Sinead, and we went out swimming. Um, we went out snorkeling, and, like, my girlfriend was, like, she was getting like real like nervous. She's like, there's sharks out here. And we're like, there's no sharks. Like we're listening <laughs> bay. So we went back and like went to the jetty and we just started doing backflips. And like I'm like the I'm like the worst at flipping. Like I just can't do it to save my life. Um oh. kept landing like on my face. And like we were all just like having the best time. Like there was everyone was laughing at us like from there was like a restaurant like above the jetty and they were just laughing. They was pissing themselves. And then uh, on the way back, we literally saw a shark on the way back, but not like, not a gnarly one. It was like small. It was like this, it was tiny. I would think you'd be good. You were like trampoline, vert girl, spinnerooskies, 900 torques. Like. <laughs> nah, not, not off a jetty. And the jetty was you know, it's really small and like, it's just hard. Like if it was bigger, I probably could do it, but it was just like tiny. It wasn't even like, you don't even jump that high. So uh. it's just. I was just landing on my face every time. What does Haley Wilson think in 2022 about the undercut? <laughs> who, who, who told you about this undercut? <laughs> Did Chasey bring <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck that bitch. I'm going to definitely have a word to her today. That's for sure. Um, and there's certain things that I've done like, that people just will never forget, like my board short days. My t- I used to wear a tie dye T-shirt every single day. Like I never would take it off. Odd socks, undercut. I used to have a mohawk in grade three. I had a mohawk. I used to rock short hair, and now yeah. I'm like the complete opposite. Like I'm nothing like that anymore. <laughs> but I'm never, ever, ever getting an undercut. That's for sure. Like, it's called it's called growing up. Yeah, yeah. No way. It's literally the worst decision that I've made. <laughs> To this day, I reckon. <laughs> did did you like it when you had it? Yeah, or, I mean, or... I thought it was a thing. Like, I, I was stoked. It was sick. Oh, okay. Like, just looking then, back at it, you feel it's the worst thing. Yeah, like it looks sick at the time until it starts growing back, and you just have a rat's tail for like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's full mullet. Yeah. Okay, we got to discuss the Olympics. You were a part of the first ever Olympics that had skateboarding in it. Not only was it the first time skateboarding, but there's a pandemic going on. There's no fans. I mean, we all know how crazy it was. It did get postponed a year, right? It was the 2020 Olympics, but it was 2021. And all the signs said 2020. And like, it was was funny for us to watch on TV because we're like, look, they got the wrong year. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought like they just, I think it was too expensive to change everything. They, they had already branded everything. That's why yeah. I figured too. Like they probably printed yeah. millions of shirts, like ha- everything. Yeah. It just wasn't worth it. And like, it kind of messes up like the algorithm of the four year 
thing. So I think they're just like first money, like they already had to postpone it. So like they like it was already like billions of dollars already gone down like the drain because of postponing it. So I wouldn't think they would want to change like the year. And so I don't think it really mattered to them, to be honest. But it's pretty funny. What were some of the highlights and the lowlights of the whole thing? Like the experience, like was it super stressful and pressure like in the beginning, not even knowing if it's going to happen or not qualifying all that stuff? Like, was there like in your mind where you like nobody seems to even have answered? It's that's what it seemed from afar was like there was a lot of things that are like, we don't know. I think maybe. Yeah. Um. At this, like at when all the pandemic started, I was like so exhausted by that point. So I was just like kind of not mad about it being postponed, to be honest, because I was so tired and like just was like waiting for a break. And then like I got the break and then I was like, oh, it would have been sick to have it this like lot, like two years ago because then like I would have started filming earlier, but. For me, like I, because of Australia, because I send at least one person from each continent and I was the highest ranked Australian by quite a few many points. So like I wasn't too stressed about not making it. It was more like what tricks I was going to do at the Olympics. Uh So I wasn't, it was stressful. Like I had the most stressful 10 months before the Olympics, but like I knew going into it that I was probably like most certainly going. Like Shane, Shane knew he was going as well. Uh huh. So it was more like what I was going to do when I was there. And then like representing your country, was there some weird things that came along with it? Like you had to do some guy's podcast that lives in San Francisco or anything like that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it was pretty like the media before the Olympics is like low key drainer. Yeah. It was so annoying. Like, there's just so much media, like so many interviews, so many paper, like uh, photo shoots and stuff like that. So that was a bit of a drainer, but that's just like comes with the territory of like uh-huh. doing Olympics. Like it's pretty, that's pretty normal, but I wasn't used to it at that point. Who had the best, which country had the best gear and which country had the worst gear? Probably, I reckon the best was the States. Like America had, they like, had the dope- Piet Para, right? Yeah, and yeah. like and Nike, like Nike was the skating um sponsor, like for the skating uniform. And I was like, fucking lucky bitches. Like, <laughs> low key, like I kind of hated our uniform. Like it was so bright, like bright yellow t shirt or like a green t shirt. It's like did not look smart at all. It wasn't the worst uniform, but there was definitely it was up there with the worst. Yeah. Uh, were you at the opening ceremony? No, I didn't want to go. It was like six hours of standing around and I was like, we were competing like a few days later. So I was like, not worth it. Okay. Did you see any other events while you were there or were you just in and out for your stuff? We're not, we weren't allowed to go to any events. Like literally we had to either watch them on TV, like at the village or like. Not even like the bowl, not even skating, like the bowl skating you couldn't watch. No, we were, so we could get in five days before our event and we had to leave within 24 hours. Oh, it was wow. Crazy. Yeah, it was wild. 
that's what a lot of people, you know, a lot of people talk about it. And I'm like, well, it was during a pandemic. So like, we got to yeah. give them a, we got to give them a little bit of a mulligan on that one. But what do you think like they, they learned that maybe would be helpful in the future to, you know, correct some of the, this was the first time they ever did it. So was there things that were obvious as like, Oh, okay, let's not do that again. Or let's do this differently in the future or something. Um, the one thing that was like weird to me, but I don't know if this was like just in Japan, like it was just like, it was the first time. So like, obviously it was in Japan, but before every um, like practice session or like um, practice, they would like on, I don't even know how to explain like unwax the rails that they would scrape the wax off the rails. Oh, and like it was because the Olympics is like a uh, equal sport. So you have to, it has to be equal for everyone. So they would take off all the wax from the rails and the ledges and like every session you would have to re-wax it. And it was super weird. And then by the end, because like at the start, they're like, you're not allowed to wax anything. Um, You're only allowed to wax your board. And then by the end, they were like, oh, you can wax the rails. It's like, like, you can't do that with skating. Someone's skating a 13-stair handrail. Like, you do not want to stick. Like, yeah, that was really weird to me. And, like, by the end, it was kind of fixed. Like, you were allowed to wax it before before your, um, your best trick or your run, but you couldn't wax it just for the sake of waxing it. It was weird. Hmm. Well, what, what are your feelings on the whole contest vibe? Like you've been doing contests your whole life and stuff like how, how do you look at contests versus like doing a full video part in the streets with the, the, you know, the Nike crew or something like filming for gizmo and like, what is important to you? Like if it's this versus that, like, do you have to put one aside? Do you need to like train for contests and like, I don't want to get hurt because this contest or are you just going full board no matter what? Or like, what's your approach? Um, My approach before the Olympics was like full contest mode, like, um, which like looking back, it, it was good at the time, but looking like um, what, like what I want to do now is like, just go to a contest skater and then use that time at like the country to go filming afterwards. And so I've kind of scarred by contests now. Like I'm kind of like, not I'm not like itching to do one. I'm like, I'll do it, but I'm not like going in it to like like I'll go I you always go in a contest to win, but I'm got more going in it for fun. Like I'm not super serious on it. I wanna go filming afterwards. Like I'm not super keen on the contest. Like I'll I wanna do like the whole Olympics thing again, but I wanna take my time. Did the Olympics make it sour or did going to the Olympics being at the like pinnacle of contest kind of well i've done that now and like why do you think you're not as keen to it um the process that like australia had like the old process and like the old um like management team kind of made it really sour like the whole process to the olympics was pretty pretty rough for the australians just from our point of view like i don't know if you heard about the whole covid situation um with like shanae and um or a bunch of like Aussies got caught up in that, um, and just like was poorly, like was it Candy Jacobs like locked in a part in a hotel for the whole time or something? I saw some Instagram video where it looked like a movie, like it was scary, kind of like she's like they won't let me out, like it was crazy. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, that was at the Olympics. So the one with the Australians was called like when Qualifying. they were called. 
Um, but that was like my worst nightmare is getting stuck in Japan, like with COVID just before the contest. Like I was, that was the most freaked out. Like I was literally like hand sanitizing like every second and like yeah. my mind never took it off. Um, cause I was like, I, cause it more freaks me out cause we would have to do 10 days in, I would have to do 10 days in Japan and then 14 days in Australia. Cause that's when we had to quarantine for that long. Um, mm. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like 14 days alone plus 10 days in Japan alone. Like that is scary. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you think it's fair to say that over the years that skateboarding um, <laughs> has changed the uh, importance? I feel like from what I, my perspective is, girls kind of needed to skate in contests. It was kind of their only avenue for a while. Like there weren't opportunity to have a, you know, breezy on the cover and, and Nora having an Adidas part, Lizzie having a full part. Like these are like game changing things that have happened in our, what the last five years or so uh, before that, it was pretty much like the main reason girls skated in contests was because I was, kind of the only door open for them at that moment, you know, like there was a, yeah. always exceptions to the rule, but in general, I would say that more recently, I mean, we're evolving as a world, right? Hopefully like everybody's starting to open their mind and, and see what is happening and, and embrace it. But I, I feel like that it's definitely happened. And maybe that's part of you being able to say like, I don't need to go to the contest because I have this option now. Like before it was like, if you don't go to the contest, you're just might as well just go play ping pong or something else. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, then, yeah, I remember like when I was younger, that was the only thing I had no idea what filming, like I didn't know, like I had no access to filmers up until I was sponsored by Nike. So, um, it was, yeah, that's pretty much, I was like, I loved contests, but now I'm like, cause there's other avenues. I'm like, I want to explore for a bit and see like what, what I can do that outside of contests. And like, I don't, I don't want to like miss that opportunity. Like, cause the Olympics is like normal. Like that's, it's normal for skating to be in the Olympics now. Like it's happened and like, it's kids are growing up on, the Olympics and skating and like training for it. And like, I'm like, I was like that as a kid, but now I want to like explore. So we'll just see where it goes. Well, what did that notoriety do for you? Are you getting like more people like at airports or uh, gas stations or wherever you go? Like, Hey, I saw you in the Olympics. Like, do you get noticed more now? Um, yeah, definitely. Like at the start, definitely a lot like at skate parks and, um, like at, um, like when I, when I worked at fast times, like one of the skate stores, um, I would get noticed quite a bit, but like not so much anymore, which is kind of, I like being like low key. I don't like getting noticed to me. Like I'd rather be like as low key as possible. And I just like go skating. Um, but right. sometimes happens sometimes. Hmm. So looking at your Instagram, it seems like you might be in love. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You yeah. want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's my girlfriend, Alex. We've been dating for almost coming up to a, a year in effect, like two months, I think it is. On April huh. Fool, that's when I asked her out. And <laughs> it was pretty funny because, like, I didn't even know it was April Fool's and it was literally, like, 5 <laughs> o'clock. And 
I was just like, we were talking about it. And then I like asked her to be my girlfriend. And then she was like, is this a joke? Like, cause it's April fools. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize. And like, it's like kind of embarrassing, not embarrassing, but like, it's just like, why, why out of all the days it's on a day that you joke around. Um, but it's pretty funny. Um, but we met on Tinder. Like I, we met through like a dating app, which is pretty funny. <laughs> you both swiped the right way. Yeah. And then okay. she, she, she slit, she like, um, started talking first cause I refused to message people first. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so D- yeah. Does she travel with you at all when you are on skating or do you live two different lives? Do you have like your skate life and then your relationship life or is it all mixed together? How do you, how do you work all that? Um, well, I mean, cause of like, we were in lockdown for pretty much all of it. Um, like our whole, almost our whole relationship, but she came up to Mansfield where my, like tra- where my training facility was and she stayed, she would stay for weeks on end, like, um, like just helping out and like being there, which is good. But, um, she doesn't like, when, if I go on a skate trip, she like, we won't travel together, but we, we definitely do stuff together and, um, go like, well, she came to Queensland and when I went up to Queensland with me, like afterwards, and then we all got locked down together. So it was mm. kind of just one big party. <laughs> nice. When I, uh, interviewed Shanae, uh, her girlfriend had come home like in the middle of it and we had like the best, uh, just out of nowhere conversation. It was like they were talking about when they first met and like, oh, your old girlfriend was a bitch. And like, just yeah. all, it was so funny. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like the, have you kind of gotten a little more into fashion then as you're getting older? Um, Like you like to dress up. I saw you were on like a maybe a red carpet or some type of event where you like were at something with the backdrop and all that. Yeah, that was for a sports award. Um, that was like before I started. Like I hated, like I, I hated dresses for up until probably two years ago, maybe even last year, and dressing up really girly and stuff like that. Like I just could never do it because I would wear skate clothes like almost a hundred percent of the time, and I felt kind of like uncomfortable. And then I kind of opened myself up um, to wearing all that stuff. So I, I'm not into fashion, like super into it, but I like like to go if I'm going out like for dinner or going out on like a night out I'll like definitely get dressed up um but uh, it's not something I do so much anymore I just feel comfortable in my skin in like jeans and a t-shirt okay. so you're not, a a, you're not a connoisseur like Gucci versus Louis Vuitton or any of these oh brands. I love I love my like designer stuff for sure oh, oh you do um, yeah but I don't I'm not like I don't, it's more just like jewelry, like rings um, and necklaces and stuff like that. Well, if you are, let's say there's a big party this coming month and someone says we can sponsor you, what, what would you get? Like if it was no cost and you could wear it for the night, what would the, what would the uh, brand be? Oh, uh, my two favorite brands are Prada and Dior. They're my two. So like just anything from there, to be honest, like I got a, uh, a Dior bag and I remember I had, I went out for a night out, um, not a Dior bag, a Prada bag and it's like not cheap. And I remember I vomited all over it, like, cause I, 
<laughs> I drank too much and I just vomited. Like I literally vomited on myself and I got it all over my bag and I was so bummed about it. I was so upset. Is it hard to be sober in Australia? Like if you're sober, are, do people look down upon you in Australia? It seems no. like it's such a drink friend. Like it's so important to drink out there. My good friend, Dustin Dolan, he, he seems to be drinking more than he's not. <laughs> yeah. Like Dustin, that's he's another level though. Like he's not even like. He's like the movie Arthur. You ever see that movie Arthur with Dudley Moore? No, <laughs> Check that out and you'll be like, that's Dustin. <laughs> Yeah, no, Dustin is different to everyone. He's he's in his he's in his own world. He's not he's not in Australia. But no, nah, I don't. I don't think so. Like before the Olympics, I stopped drinking for probably like a year, um, mm. just because I wanted to. Like, um, it just like felt right to not drink. But I don't. I'm not a big drinker anyway. Like, I'm not one to have a a beer on this like skate session or like um, drinking when I go skating. Like, I'm more drink if I just get home and like have one with dinner or something. Um, but I don't even go out that much anymore. But when I did, like. I would always go a little bit too hard than like than what I usually do. <laughs> you just got to pick and choose and then always remember skateboarding is teaching you that the key to life is what balance. So you yeah, just exactly. you just can't do one thing and be lobster. It's just like, oh, all right. Yeah. No, I can't no skate drinking when I skate like I just can't do it. It makes my legs go jelly. So like it just, I don't want to, if I don't want, if I don't, like, I don't want to affect my skating. Like, I'll just try as much as possible not to, like, mess up anything with my skating. So I do have a lot of superstitions, um, and that's one of them is, like, not drinking when I skate. It's yeah. really weird. I'm with you on that. Um, have you, what's, like, one of the craziest DMs you've ever got? Have you ever gotten any crazy DMs? Oh, uh, yeah. I think I always get, like, sugar daddy like people wanting like them to be my sugar daddy. It's really weird. I always get like those kind of messages, um, but nothing like too gnarly. Just like sometimes I just get some weird, like odd ones here and there, but then I just like, I don't even like notice them. I just delete them. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. I don't even like look at my message requests because um, there's always weird people messaging. So I don't even bother. <laughs> right. If everything gets back to normal, what are some of your goals? Like, what are you hoping to do? Are you, are you going to come out charging and try to film? Uh, are you going to like just dive into the contest circuit? Are you going to try to move to California? What, what, what's your goals? Um, I think at the moment I would say like film, a, just film like as much as I can, whether it's a full part, um, a friend's part um, or anything like that. And, and shoot an interview for slam, which would be good. Like hopefully get mm. that done next month or two um and then kind of to see where it takes me from there like contests are like not really on my mind at the moment but maybe next year like i'm not really like focusing on that so much okay are you still is in the back of your mind are you thinking about moving or no um 
it's just too hard at the moment with like the pandemic still um pretty gnarly um and I kind of like being um in Australia and then going for summers like going um over to the state for summer and then coming back for our summer yeah yeah Jake used to say chasing the sun like whatever hemisphere the sun was in that's where I want to go that's a good thing Australia like and then going over the states like we get to we, we can just chase the sun and it's the same for you guys if you wanted to come here in like um January or something it'd be summer and then go back for your your summer in like June so yeah. you can just whenever uh, right okay I got a list of five life hammers and I want you to prioritize them for me in your order uh getting your own signature shoe winning the Olympics having your own full part, getting the cover of Thrasher and buying a house. Cover of Thrasher first. Um, Signature shoe, uh, winning the Olympics and then buying house. Wow. All right. Yes. Okay. Now we're getting to the end. Um, I want you to think about a song that you want to end the, the thing with and then while you're thinking of that, I want to hear the crazy shit that happened while you were in uh, lockdown with the girls with the COVID. <laughs> so, so, like, what was going on? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Did everyone hate each other at the end or is everyone still friends? No, nah, we're all still, we're like close. We're like, we were all close, but now we're like, We've been messaging, being like, oh, like, I kind of miss you guys, like, waking oh. up and, like, like seeing you guys there. Like, we're all like, oh, it's kind of weird. Like, um, but we definitely niggled by the end. We're like, but I've paid for this, but, like, I've paid for that. And let's just, like, who's paid for what? And we're all, like, it's nothing. Like, we were all just joking and stuff like that. Like, by the end, I was like, um, Liv and I were like, we've been cooking every night. Like, you guys can do the dishes now. Like, we were like all just like joking, like beefing and stuff like that. Um, uh. Poppy and I, I think it was the night or maybe like a night after we had like we were uh, started the um, the podcast and we were playing beer pong, but we we're playing it with like um, crew. Like, I don't know if you guys have cruises over there. Oh, we we're playing with like ginger beer and like. Like just not beer pong, but like the concept of beer pong, we were like hammering them down pretty fast. Like we were getting it like in, in each other's cups pretty quickly. So we we're like sculling them, and then Poppy like finished um, me off. She won, so I had to like drink the the last one, and I just sat down. I was like, oh, I don't feel so well. And we both went to the bathroom and just projectile vomited <laughs> everywhere. Like you could literally hear it just sound like. Like it went for ages. I don't ever want to do that again. I honestly don't even know what happened, but we both came out and I was like, You're right, Poppy. She's like, You're right. I was like, I just vomited everywhere. And she's like, Oh my God, same. She vomited oh. in the sh- all over the walls and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but we were just like chilling, watching movies. Nothing too crazy. Nothing wild. What's something I need to know about TV show or movie wise that like, have you binged anything or seen something really amazing that I need to watch? Like we're, that's kind of all we do is like, what are we watching tonight? I don't know. What are we watching tonight? Like, you know, yeah, it's like the lockdown is definitely Netflix and like any HBO shows or whatever. Is there something that you really gravitated towards? 
Um, me and my girlfriend have been binge watching Dexter. I don't know if you've uh, seen Dexter. I watched Dexter, and then have you seen the new one? No, I haven't. My girlfriend has, but I haven't got. I'm just about to get to New Blood. Apparently, we, it's really- we watched it in two days. Is it is it good? Did we you like loved it. it. Yeah, oh, I so love good. Dexter already, but I had seen Dexter like when it was out. So yeah. when the new one came out, me and my wife were just like, <laughs> it was like two and days. Watched- we watched the whole season. Yeah. Oh, you can't not, though. Like, I think um, when we went when we were in lockdown, like we had to isolate for five days, like waiting for tests and stuff like that, because like Australia was just going wild with COVID. Like we were getting. Um, like 60,000 cases just in our state, like testing, mm. like you would have to wait five days just to get tests back and, and stuff like that. So we had to isolate for five days and we would literally watch six seasons in like two weeks or seven seasons in two weeks or something like that. <sighs> we just binge watch for like five days straight. That's probably my favourite show at the moment. Poppy's obsessed with horror movies and like thrillers and stuff like that. So what she was always like, I'm trying to get us to watch like scary movies, but I hate scary movies. Like I can't. So like it was kind of like my girlfriend and her would watch like scary movies together. Huh. Okay. When the lockdown first started, we just started watching documentaries almost every night. And we watched like 95. We were like writing them down. We had like 95 at one point. I don't know what we're at now, but yeah, the shows are just like, you can get addicted when you find a good one. You're just like, Yeah, and I've I've got a really like not addictive personality. Like I've got ADHD. So, like if I like something, I'll like like I need to like watch it or like that's why I love skating. Like I need to skate every day and stuff like that. But with shows, like if I start watching something I love, like I have to watch it until like I get to the end. And if I stop, like if I don't watch it for a while, like I can't start it again. It's really weird. I have weird things about me that like doesn't make sense. No. Um, but I started, I don't know if you've watched it, Euphoria. It's probably popular in the States. I, I haven't watched it, but it's supposed to be really, yeah, it's really popular. Yeah. It's pretty intense though. Like it's not definitely not a kid friendly show. That's for sure. I, I like the intense, but my wife sometimes it can just take it in lesser, but, uh, What's that one called? Black Mirror. That one I've loved. Oh, like that. that one's super gnarly. It's so dark and twisted and crazy. Yeah, there's yeah. tons. Um, well, are, is there any tricks you're working on? Anything like, oh, fuck, I got to fucking land this thing. I've been working on it for a minute or anything that you're trying to get. Like like trying to film a trick or like just or just learn day. like a flat ground trick or just like something that you've been working on that you're. You know, like if you are a vert skater, we might ask about the 540 or like, you know, <laughs> the class 540. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been working on my 540s lately. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. Um, you got to just come back out swinging. Get the five. I, I got to do it. Um, Probably I've been trying to do like kicky back tails and like backsmiths and stuff like that. I've just been trying to do like a bunch of ledge tricks. I've been trying to do switch crooks, but they're so hard. They're so mm. hard to so just just I'm just kind of skating and seeing where it takes me. I'm not really worried. I'm just like loving it at the moment. So just whatever day, whatever I feel like doing on the day. Excellent. That's good to hear. Well, um, you seem like you're in much better spirits. I'm glad you're healthy. Like everybody that's got, the week that you got it, 
I swear almost everyone I talked to had it. They're like, I'm yeah. sick. I was like, yeah, everyone is. It's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, please, please don't start coughing. Like there was one point halfway through. I was like, I felt my throat doing. It. I was like, don't do it. I'm yeah. not. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> I don't want to like have a coughing fit again. But it's fine. Like I must have mellowed out, which is good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. It's really nice of you. And uh, definitely tell Shanae hello. Um, what? Uh, yeah, I'll be saying hi to her. I'll be saying <laughs> a few more things. What what kind of got into her? I didn't know you guys had a little chat before. Uh, <laughs> oh, check this know. out, actually. Hold on one sec. It was, it was too expensive to mail it to her, so I'm waiting when she comes out. But... <laughs> Wait, let me screenshot it. Yes, <laughs> that's sick. That's so dope. Fuck yeah, yeah that's so- I'll tell her. I'll ring her. I'll ring her and let her know. I, I love her. We had a really fun time. Um, what's what? Do you got a song you want to end it with? Nah, surprise. Surprise Sur- me with a song. Surprise. All right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to dial a friend for the for the end of song. I'll DM an Aussie and see what she says to put on. We wear board shorts. No, actually, can you use any song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use a Dua Lipa song. Like Sinead would love that. Me and Sinead bust out Dua Lipa. What's it called? One kiss. One kiss. All right. There you have it, kids. Thanks so much. Good luck with everything. Hopefully you get to California and we can uh, see each other in real life. For sure. I'll let you know when I come in. Come skate San Francisco with Alyssa. It'll be rad. All right. I'll let you know for sure. Have you been to SF? No, I want to go so bad. My brother loves it. So I'm like, I want to go. Yeah, that's got to be high on your list. I can call Scuba Steve right now and just be like, we need a first class ticket because she's not flying that far unless she has the fucking, you know what we're talking about, the capsule with 14 TVs and the fucking everything. I'll message him. Sure, I need to come out. I want to I want to get out there in the next. I think I'm going to come out in like summer or something. Hmm. I'm definitely going to try to come out. Well, hit, hit me up for sure. It'll be fun. I'll show you around and we can skate with Alyssa. There's a lot of good stuff, obviously, at San Francisco. Some call sounds, it the Mecca. Sounds good. Well, have it. thanks for having me on the show. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Well, have a good day. Okay, you too. Take care. Yeah. Uh, Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at talkingschmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross 
by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.